When I was actually in elementary school, I would go on a computer in school、mm-hmm. and like type out the entire alphabet in you know, Times New Roman or Edwardian script. I would just print them out and I would take them home and just copy them. I would trace them because I wanted to be good at just writing letters. And you know, no one teaches cursive anymore. Hello, everybody, and happy new year. My name is Jennifer Duvall, and if you're new to this podcast, well, then welcome. I'm glad you're here. I'm a professional makeup artist with over 15 years' experience, the creator of the lighthearted beauty blog, JennySueMakeup.com, a wife, and a mom to three. I'm so thrilled to be back podcasting after taking a little bit of time off during the holidays. Okay, maybe it was a lot of time off, but nevertheless, I'm back with this first episode of the new year, episode number 15. And I couldn't be more excited to introduce you to today's guest. So, the voice you just heard is that of Marvella Castaneda. Whose talent of drawing with chalk art will literally blow your mind. I met Marvella a few years ago here in Athens, Georgia, where we met at a local restaurant that she was bartending at, and I have been following her Instagram at Marvella Chalks ever since. She was just dipping her toes into the water of trying out her chalk art skills when, at that same restaurant I met her at, the owner asked if anyone would mind creating one of their cocktail chalkboard menus. No one else offered, so she said yes to giving it a try. This moment of saying yes is what basically kickstarted her love of using chalk as her medium of art expression. Now, there are a lot of artists out there, from makeup artists like me to hair artists, abstract artists, portrait artists, etc., but her niche talent of chalk art makes her really stand out, in my opinion. You can type in other genres of art on Instagram and you'll see 2.2 million tags of abstract artists or 760,000 watercolor artists, but type in hashtag chalk artists and only 66,000 pop up, and her work always shows up. Marvella's story of where she started and now how far she has come while continuing to practice her craft daily is so inspiring. She's a testament to if you find something you're good at, that you truly love doing, and don't give up on it, then you absolutely can be on the road to a fulfilling career. Oh, and finding out what she actually majored in in college will probably surprise you. Without further ado, I welcome Marvella to the Pretty Powerful Podcast. So, it's been a minute since my last podcast. So, you are my first guest of the new year, which makes me very excited. I do feel a little stalkerish because I did stalk you to get you on here because my daughter and I do kind of binge watch your time lapses、mm-hmm. because she's very artistic. And I think she's going to be an artist. I don't know what kind of artist she's going to be. But that's kind of like one of the things we like to do together is to watch your Instagram because it's just the time lapses are so fascinating. So I appreciate you making time to come here today.、Um, so I want to introduce you to the podcast audience. I am sitting here with Marvella Castaneda. You're a chalk artist extraordinaire, basically, is what I would call you here in Athens, Georgia.、Um, Thank you. You're welcome. I want to kind of start off the podcast because. You know, everyone might not know who you are or what you do. I have you here obviously because you're a creative female boss with what you do.、Um, but just kind of start off telling everyone a little bit kind of a backstory. I moved here like six years ago. I'm from Greenville, South Carolina.、Uh, I am in a family of five brothers. I have two sisters. I was born in Florida. We moved to Greenville,、okay. South Carolina right before Greenville started growing. There was like a huge need for like construction, and、um, buildings were going up everywhere, left and right. And if, I don't know if you've been to Greenville lately, but it's huge. It's beautiful. My cousin lives there, and I actually texted her the other day. I was like, I would really like to come visit y'all and take the kids because I hear it's kind of Athens. It's Athens for adults. 
Oh, okay. Um, so just take Athens and take away all the student life, take away like the student bars, the, the mm-hmm. crazy nightlife, and make it a little bit more of a adult scene. Uh-huh. The food is great. The atmosphere, it's beautiful. Downtown, they work so hard on making the downtown absolutely gorgeous. You see weddings there all the time being photographed. That's so interesting. So, um, so after Greenville, you moved to Athens. I moved to Athens when I graduated. I went to North Greenville University. I got a degree in music performance. I played clarinet. Really? Um, okay. So I graduated and I moved here, I think in 2014. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do right away. I think I was interested in the master's program. But I, I was good in music. I just didn't think that I was, like, you know, that great. Um, you but didn't I was think you were that great at the clarinet? No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we are our own harshest. Yes. Yes, exactly. But I, I know I was good. I was mm-hmm. great. Um, I was just never really happy with most of my performances. But I did have fun doing it, and I pursued it the whole way, and I got the degree. That is, um, is, is anybody else in your family musically inclined? My entire family is creative in so many ways. Uh, some of them play instruments and do art. My oldest brother, he does like spray painting on cars. He'll do like old folk mix, Mexican art on cars and or like people will pay him to like paint like themes on cars. You know, like have you seen those Eminem cars that get souped up? And he, oh, yes. he does all that crazy stuff. Oh my he did it a lot back then. Now he does a little bit more different stuff. Um, my other brothers, they do charcoal. They do, like, really, really good portraits of people, and it's stupid crazy. Um, wow. They are so good. Um, my other brother does um, sculptures. I think he uses, like, a lot of tape mediums. But everyone has been creative in their own way. That is amazing. And has everyone basically made um, a career out of their creativeness and um, I'm not sure. Well, I think my brother maybe has, but everyone still does it. No mm-hmm. matter what they do, everyone still does They're it. They're still on practicing. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's great. So you graduated with a music performance degree and a clarinet. Mm-hmm. Can you still play the clarinet? I kept scolding myself for not playing for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I was so angry. I was, you know, I'm good at this. Why am I not doing this? So every Tuesday at the beginning of last year, I joined the classic CD band, went to rehearsals. But we played like Rhapsody in Blue. That was everyone's favorite. Aww. We played a bunch of songs, and I was so happy to be, to be a part of an ensemble again. Oh my gosh, that's so um, fun. I had a great time. I was really happy with how I played after not playing for so long. Mm-hmm. But I got busy again. I got involved in a mural, so I had to take a break for the rest of the year. But I think the first rehearsal is next week. So if I want to get back into that, I should probably like... You should probably go practice a Dust bit. off the clarinet. <laughs> um, so let's kind of go backwards. What made you choose to come to Athens? Why did you leave Greenville to come here? Well, I really wanted to just leave Greenville in general for many reasons. Um, <laughs> What's the biggie that you the wanted to The big reason, um, well, I was dating this guy. Oh, it always starts off with those dating this guy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so in the past, though. Okay. So it was, you moved for a relationship. Yeah. He, okay. he wanted to go to school here, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should look, going, look into going to school there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see like more than just Greenville anyway. 
So we moved here. <laughs> so I guess the rest is history. He's not around anymore. No. Okay. <laughs> but it brought you here. It brought me here. It brought you here. And obviously you are thriving with what you do because you seem like you are always busy and you're always doing something new and creative. So I looked at your website and I really loved your description of what your goal is an artist as, as an artist. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to read this out so everybody can hear it. So you said... That the goal is to capture the attention of a specific audience by creating the balance of information and illustration with clear and vibrant... Was that clean? Clean. Clean and vibrant yeah. chalk art. So, I love that description. I could shorten that somehow. I don't know. I've been meaning to go back and edit that whole <laughs> no, run-on sentence. <laughs> I absolutely love it because I feel like this is kind of... This kind of encapsulates every artist's goal, whether it be with makeup oils, chalks like mm-hmm. you, um, you want to illustrate something or make something beautiful, but you also need the balance of informing someone of how, you know, how you did it or what your art means or what it's talking about. Um, so I just, I don't know. I really loved, I really loved that description of what you do. So I want to know what got you off of the clarinet and into specifically chalk art. Um, so my first year here in Athens, um, I was on Craigslist looking for a job. Um, I mostly worked in restaurants throughout college. So I'm like, you know, I'm, let me just do this right now. I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw an ad for um, now hiring at a new place called uh, The Pine. So okay. they, were, they were accepting applications. So I went, I got an interview. I met Scott Parrish and Jess, who is now Jess um, Schaffelberger. She's not a tattoo artist, but she was a general manager at the time. I had a meeting with them. We mm-hmm. liked each other. I got a job there. And they were like, you know, we have a chalkboard that we're going to set up with all of our draft beers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I really like drawing. Can I try it out? So what was your immediate job at the Pine? Because that's where I met you. That's where we met. We met, and we met at the bar. Were you and a bartender? Scott commented on my eyeliner. I, I remember. <laughs> I totally remember that. I was no. wondering. If you remember that. I do. Because, yes, you were behind the bar, and I remember he commented on it was, how it good was your the, winged liner was. No, he said he commented on the white liner on, oh, on the, the lid. Oh, that and white he's liner like, the inner water He's line? like, I, I, know, I know how you do that. My, my wife does makeup. <laughs> That's hilarious. That Scott, way to go, Scott. You recognize her eyeliner. And we followed each other on Instagram that day. Immediately, yes. Mm-hmm. So you were initially hired to be a bartender or a waitress? A server. A server, okay. I started bartending maybe a year after. I really wanted to learn. Okay. But yeah, we just had like a specials chalkboard and a beer draft chalkboard. And I just, I started practicing drawing um, beer logos. Mm-hmm. Like, Terrapin was a big thing. Creature Comforts was uh, starting out. They were mm-hmm. just now like getting really big, and they, they came out maybe the next year. I can't remember. Okay, but they're they're still fairly new too. Oh, I mean, um, I would say so. I don't know how many years old. I like practicing drawing their logo. It's so clean and easy to draw, uh-huh. um, and just drawing all these beer logos. It really got me interested in lettering. Would you say your first chalk drawings were really great, or do you? They think- were bad. <laughs> were they? <laughs> But I was so proud of them. I was just well, so happy. Great. You obviously impressed somebody because they kept asking you to draw them. I think no one wanted to do it, to be honest. Um, you're the only person that would agree to do it. Um, no one no one really enjoyed that. Um, well, no, just uh, the manager. She liked doing it, too. So uh-huh. we kind of like alternated doing that. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I have pictures from my first chalkboards. Oh, do you? They're so... 
I'm just like, <laughs> but that's so great that you have that to show where you started from. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say that about some of my first makeup clients and some of my first blog posts. I look back at some of my first blog posts and I just want to delete them because it's so <laughs> embarrassing. The photos are bad. What I talked about was not great. Yeah, and some of my first makeup jobs, I feel like when I look back at professional photos, I'm like, oh, that was so basic. Like, they could have done that themselves. But, you know, at the time, like like we said, you second guess yourself as an mm-hmm. artist all the time. And you think, oh, everybody else can do that. But no, they can't. That's why they hired you to do it. All right, so take us through a typical day for Marvella. Like, how do you get in the zone to work? Do you wake up late? Do you wake up early? Do you work from home? Do you actually go to these businesses to do drawings for them? Just kind of take us through a typical work day of what it's like for you as an artist. Um, everything is so random. There's no schedule. So my days are really... Okay, so today um, I met with my friend Elizabeth at Model Citizen. I'm started talking about some future plans and she's really helping me out. And today um, immediately ran from there to here. Mm-hmm. Um, and after this, I'm going to go home and I need to finish a painting for uh, someone who wants to do a sign for their friend, which I can't reveal. I think she wants it to be a surprise. Okay. I need to paint that. I need to paint a couple more signs for Terrapin so I can drop those off tomorrow. I'm sorry, Russell. I know I said I'd have them today, but it's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be. She's doing a podcast right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I usually am working on things and also planning things at the same time. So I'll have like okay. people in my inbox and we'll be going back and forth planning. Like right now I'm planning future projects for next month um, while I'm you know working. Okay. I, I, I need to keep it consistent pattern. Right. Um, and so you said that you initially, that you, you primarily work in the service, for service industry, which that means like restaurants, bars, breweries, mm-hmm. coffee, um, shops. coffee shops, that sort of thing. What, why do you think that is that that particular industry really finds value in the art that you do? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I know you said you came from the service industry, basically. That's kind yeah, of where you started. Yeah, because everything is changing. There's a new special every day. And okay. there's like, okay, you, so you have like a, a pasta of the day. Mm-hmm. How are people going to know that? No one wants to hear a server come up and say, hey, my name is this and this. Just to let you know, we have this uh, this new special today. And sometimes I do zone that stuff out because mm-hmm. I'm over right. here trying to find my cocktail. Yeah. And <laughs> You're like, I don't I'm care like, about this I miss the special. The but if I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, what is that? really pretty art on that wall oh it says that there's a special today oh my god they handmade that mm-hmm. and it's like it says everything um it forces you to look at it as opposed to someone forcing you to listen to like a special mm-hmm. and then things are always changing beers are going in and out the uh craft and in- craft beer industry is pretty cool here in athens you know mm-hmm. so Very there's big. always a new beer a new seasonal beer um you know, I've never really thought to, you know, ask why does it do so well in restaurants? Yeah, but I mean, I think that makes so much sense, though, that you said that some people just zone out when you hear it. But if you see the visual, which I feel like everything these days is very visual. That's why, like, Instagram is so big. Mm-hmm. And YouTube is so big. Um, and Pinterest is huge because people just really, it's almost like they soak in a visual more so than they do words at times. Yeah. Um and your visuals, let's be real. I'm going to link all of your social media at the end of this so people that have never <laughs> seen your work before can see it. Um, your art is like crazy good. It's amazing how you can make a drink or even food look tasty with chalk. That's my favorite part, drawing food and drinks. 
So that is your favorite thing. Yeah. That's your favorite thing to draw. Well, maybe that's why you've gotten into this industry because you know what you're good at and you're finding and those. Uh, this was one thing that I wanted to know. How do these businesses find you? Do you feel like, um, I need to give credit to where I started, which is, we talked about the pine. Mm-hmm. So Scott and Sachin have been so good to me. They, they've been giving me all kinds of opportunities within their restaurants. So they have the pub on Main, a barrio, the pine, the rue, there's 11th pin and the bowling alley. I do mm-hmm. work in all those places because I know Scott Parrish and he gave me a chance. Um, right. But I think um, once I hit it off with Terrapin through... The Root, Terrapin needed a new chalk artist, and they saw my work at The Root, mm-hmm. um, so they hired me, and from there, I got more exposure, and now it's all just word of mouth. People kind of know. Like, you know, there's a Facebook post that I saw, hey, I'm looking for a chalk artist, someone that I don't really know mm-hmm. uh, tagged me, like, hey, I think this is the girl that does it at Terrapin, right. um, and I got that job, and... Oh my God, I wish I could remember his name. I, w- I want to say thank you because that was the job that I did for Athens Bagel. Oh, okay. Um, I think I saw that one of that because you had something about a mimosa. Yeah, they do like yeah. nitro mimosas or something like that. Yeah, because I remember seeing like the carafe that you had drawn and like the orange juice was pouring out. It was just yeah, it was I, so good. I really wanted to draw a hand. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to draw a hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, so Terrapin, we've mentioned that a lot. And for anyone that's listening that maybe isn't from Athens or doesn't know anything about Terrapin, um, that is kind of one of your, I would say, one of your biggest gigs that you've got, right? So it's Terrapin like is a, it's a craft brew um, company. I don't drink a whole lot of beer, but of course I know who you know what they are and who mm-hmm. they are here in Athens because they're such a big name. Um, but when it comes to like a craft beer situation that you work with them. I know that, you know, like you said, they're always coming up with new beers and new formulas. Mm-hmm. Um, who creates the actual logo? Are you doing that? No. So, um, I think it's still Pinkerton and another artist who does their labels, mm-hmm. which I really would love to meet Pinkerton one day. I draw, I remake all of his logos on big walls and with chalk. Uh-huh. And I don't even know this guy, <laughs> but, um, no, he does like the art for. I think I did the art for their hop harvest stuff. Okay. Um, I did some florals for last year and the year before last year. Um, okay. But that's the most that I do with designing. I just put stuff up in chalk so people can see it in person at mm-hmm. the brewery. How do you come up with um, your other artwork for other? I mean, because you do weddings, you do restaurants, you do. I saw you did some digital artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do. So when you don't have a beer can to copy and then recreate on something, how do you come up with your artwork, um, with the murals you've done and stuff? Do you, I mean, do you look in books? Do you look in magazines? Do you look online and then just kind of redo colors or mash things together? Like, how do you come up with all of these creative little ideas? Jennifer, I just want to say all art is inspired by other art. Right. I would so, totally agree. Instagram has been teaching me, I think, everything that I know. Um, I follow so many chalk artists. Um, I'm like, you know what? I really like that idea. I'm going to try it out, and I'm going to add my own little twist. And then, mm-hmm. you know, now it becomes my thing. Um, and then someone else is going to see what I did, and they're going to be like, you know what? I like what she did. I'm going to add a little spin on that. Yeah, I'm going to put my flavor into it. And that's pretty cool. So I just I get it from, like, Pinterest, Instagram, um, a lot of my early inspiration was um, from a chalk artist called... Her name is Valerie McKeehan. 
Um, wow. Her art is Lily and Belle. I loved it. It was so whimsical, so so cute, so um, inviting. You just want to like look at more. And my friend gave me her book when I started chalking. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Sarah. But um, I just fell in love with her. And then I started looking at more artists. I was like, you know, there's so much people with so many different styles. Mm-hmm. Why, why not use the resources you have, you know? Right, for inspiration. What would you say, who are... Um Name two of your favorite chalk artists to follow on Instagram because I want to go check out these people. And, you know, anyone listening that is an artist or loves chalking (laughs) might want some new Instagram people to follow for inspiration. So who would be your top two Instagram accounts for chalk art specifically that you follow? Oh, my God. There's like, how do I pick two? Well, you said Lillian Bell. Lillian Bell. Oh, spell that for me. Lily with L-I-L-Y and then the little ampersand and then Mm -hmm. V-A-L. V-A-L? Mm-hmm. Lillian she, Val. Okay. Yeah. I really messed that up. Okay. Lillian Val, would you say that's one of your top two? For sure. She's like the first one I loved. Okay. All right. Um, I, I even asked her one time to send me her first chalkboard because she, she was just an Etsy artist. Mm-hmm. And she blew up and she's like huge now. Um, and she sent me her first art. She did like a little art thing for her kitchen and it was like something about coffee. And it's like not even like her. It's just like... And it was, it was so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was so rough. I don't want to say that it was like bad, but uh-huh. it was not what she is now. And I'm right. just like, yeah, you came from here to this. That's and neat. It's almost like you have an original from her. You know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yes, she. And then I would say uh, Stefan Kuntz. Okay. He is everybody's lettering idol. He is the guy who's like making moves. You have to like him. Um, <laughs> Stefan Kuntz? Yeah. He's the one that got me into, like, collaging letters. Okay. Like, you have a wall full of words. How do you put these together in a puzzle way where it looks pretty, but you can still read it? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, your lettering is really, really good, and I feel like it's always different. It never looks like the same letters. And so do you study fonts? Like, is that a thing? Um, when I was actually in elementary school... I didn't know I liked this that when I was that young, but I would go on a computer in school mm-hmm. and like type out the entire alphabet in, in you know Times New Roman or Edwardian script. Um, I would just print them out and I would take them home and just copy them. I would trace them. No way. This is like in middle school and elementary, maybe early middle school. And I remember doing this often because oh um, I wanted to be good at just writing letters. And you know, no one teaches cursive anymore in school. No, they don't. Mm-mm. Um. That's so, so I, interesting I that you did that with the alphabet. I mean, and then um, once social media became a thing, I, I got back into it. Pinterest was, you know, they, they just, they showed everyone's lettering styles. And then even artists that are big right now are doing their own alphabets, their own fonts, their own types. Mm-hmm. And so the only way to learn is to just copy, get good at it, and then mm-hmm. break the rules. Do, do your own thing. Do your own thing. And the whole idea of being an artist and always, we keep talking about how we started off and it wasn't very good, but it keeps getting better the mm-hmm. more we do it. There was this other podcast that I listened to where um, this guy Chase Jarvis was interviewed. He's like a photographer and artist and he founded uh, Creative Live. It's like an online educational platform. Have you ever heard of Creative Live? Mm-mm. Um But anyway, he's like an artist, and he does many forms of art. But he had a quote that said, Creativity is a practice, not a product. 
It's like a muscle. Mm-hmm. So in that vein, talking about how creativity is like a muscle, um, how do you make creativity a daily practice? And do you do chalk drawings every day or do you ever take a break? Or, you know, if you don't have a job that day, are you going to practice something anyway just so you get better? Like, what do you do to keep your creativity flowing? Um, I definitely need to keep practicing. That's very true. Um, The more you do something, just everyone knows. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Mm -hmm. Um, I I am on, like, what is it, a, a low tide right now. December was crazy. I worked so hard in December. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm in January. Everything's done. I'm planning new things. And so I have a lot of time on my hands. I have a little bit of break. And I have to keep drawing. I have to get better at my bottle illustration. So the other day I worked on my Topo Chico post that I did um, yesterday, I think. I, I, I drew a bottle was. of Topo Chico. Which is what? It's a sparkling water. It's, oh, it's, it's a yes. min- mineral water. Okay, I do remember that picture. Yes. Okay. Um, so I, I want to get better at bottle drawing, and so I drew that. Mm-hmm. I posted it. Topo Chico liked it. Oh, really? <laughs> um, You're like, holla if you want some more from um, chalk anyway. drawings from me. <laughs> but I was really proud of that, and that one got a lot of attention. It. You have to keep posting mm-hmm. to stay relevant. <laughs> Right, exactly. It's a lot of pressure. I know. Um, well, that was one of my next questions for you as an artist. Um, I feel like that is one of the hardest parts for, you know, what we do is to market yourself. Um, so what what do you find? I mean, I know you said you get a lot of, like, personal referrals and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but how else do you find is the best way to market yourself? Are you enjoying Instagram? Or are, you, are, you, are you doing Pinterest? Like, do you have any Pinterest boards with your talk drawings? I don't do Pinterest, um, but actually, one of your podcasts gave me a little bit of a motivation to fix something on my social media, um, because I've been only relying on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. But one of your podcasts, y'all were talking about how Instagram could be deleted, and you lose all of your work. Right, yes. Where where do you you go back? You need to own some things. You need to own your website. So I I got my website. Uh After that, I was like, you know what? I do need a website. Um, and it looks so good, by the way. Oh, thank you. I've been I working on it. Today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I did my website and I categorized everything mm-hmm. in such a way so that if you need just wedding chalkboards, there's a category for wedding chalkboards. If you need coffee signs, there's mm-hmm. a category just for coffee. And there's um, a category for little chalkboards, giant chalkboards. There's one that I did for all murals. And mm-hmm. I said, I have a hard time whenever I'm talking to clients and they they want something specifically but they don't know and i'm mm-hmm. like you know what i think i know let me go through my instagram and i'm scrolling forever and i cannot find this example mm-hmm. i'm like i need i need a website yeah so, so you have it in nice neat categories yeah. that you can literally pinpoint i go to it so quickly and i'm like this is what we did for this person this is how we did it and this is how we can do it for you um mm-hmm. with your 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 brand that is so neat um, so thank you. Oh, yeah, no problem. I'm so glad that you have a website. Yeah, I mean, because that is something that I keep hearing about. Who who knows if Instagram is going to go away, but everyone is like, you don't own that. You don't own your YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You don't own anything, but you do own your website. And yours is good, and it definitely I did, showcases you very well. I messaged Instagram, and I was, um, you know, there's this option on Instagram where you can go and request every single thing you've ever posted. Oh, no, I didn't. And it's, I can't remember where it is. It's under settings. It's super vague. Um but I, I selected that, and they sent me everything I've ever posted in, like, different folders. 
and I saved all of my pictures so that, you know, because of what you talked about. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. I'm so glad you found value in that podcast. I'm trying to remember who that was that I talked about. Scott, do you remember who that was? I don't remember. It was was an early one. She was like in fashion or something. Oh, I think it was Beth from Style at a Certain Age, my blogger friend, style blogger friend. Oh, that was my very first. I think she was my very first. No, she was my second podcast. Anyway, well, I'm glad that that worked and that that drove you to get a website. Because, yeah, you do need a website. I mean, you're a a legit business, and that kind Mm -hmm. of shows people that they could, you know, you've got all these avenues that people can look at to see your work. Um, Has there ever been a period while you've been doing chalking that you've thought, I want to be doing something else? Or do you feel like you're in a space where this is what you should be doing? And it's okay to say no Um, if that's the truth or yes. Oh, this is like a, a really hard question. Um, this is where we're getting real deep. <laughs> you know what? Lately, lately, I can com- confidently tell you that I am really happy where I am. And I feel like I belong in this industry. For, for a while there, I was like, you know, I need to find a real job where, mm-hmm. you know, like, actually, the job that I have now is a real job. I, love, I, loved, I loved working at 5 and 10 because mm-hmm. I'm actually going to leave soon. But that was a real job, and I loved it, and it helped me get to where I am today. The cocktail art that I do, mm-hmm. it's all from 5 and 10. It's so beautiful. I got too. so into cocktail drawing because I was doing stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I don't know. So what the driving force, do you think, that just is now making you just go out on your own with art? Like, what drove you to just be like, okay, this is it. This is all I'm focusing on. Was there one little thing? And, you know, it's not always one little thing, but... I can credit that decision to December 2019. Okay. The month, my life was extremely crazy. I am pretty sure I worked to tears at one point. I was working on a mural, uh, a set of chalkboards, a bunch of uh, a logo design, mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff behind the scenes while I was trying to finish a mural. There were so many deadlines just yelling at me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I need to do this full time. Uh-huh. So I think, yeah, thank you, December 2019, for <laughs> kicking my butt. Which was just a month ago. So you're kind of fresh off, like, I've been on vacation. Thing. <laughs> yeah. So you're fresh off trying to, um, start a new, trying to start a whole new thing gig today. So I caught you at a really great time. You did. Um, what advice would you give any creative or artist person that wants to make art their career or job? Like, what's one bit of advice that you feel like, feel like has helped you kind of get here? If it's maybe one person has kind of, you know, kind of pushed you or nudged you to do this, or maybe you saw a quote, or maybe there's a person you follow that you're like, oh, I could do that. Um, but what advice would you give anybody that's an artist that maybe, you know, is young or old that really wants to get away from maybe a nine-to-five job? Because you obviously do not have a nine-to-five um, job. Yours is, like you said, you're kind of all over the place. It's kind of random. Um, and I think a lot of people think that you can't make a living doing that. You know, a lot of people thought I couldn't paint faces for a living. Um, but what kind of, what is one piece of advice you would give someone that kind of wants to dive right into their talents as a career? Um, put yourself out there. Don't wait for it to come knocking to your door. Um, and I think the thing that I am grateful for the most are the people that I knew that helped me get here. I didn't get here alone. Mm-hmm. I got here because of everyone that I knew at the Pine. I got here because of my bar regulars that knew what I did. And they were like, hey, I have a friend who wants this artwork. Um, and I knew, I know you do stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then just knowing all the people, like make relationships mm-hmm. with everyone, get to know them. Um, I think that's a big one. Make relationships with people. So that they kind of pass the word. I mean, look, we're doing a podcast and I met you like four years ago while I was bartending. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is kind of a funny backstory. Like, we really haven't seen each other, but maybe like a handful of times when I would go to the Pine. And then I haven't seen you in years. But I've been following you on Instagram. I think that's the great thing about social media is you do feel like you get to know people Mm -hmm. or you want to know them. Like, I Mm -hmm. wanted to know more about you, which is why I stalked you to get you on here because your artwork is just so so incredible um and so i do think that that's really neat like the whole relationship aspect and you don't have to really know someone in person to get them on your podcast (laughs) because i told scott i was like i don't even know how to say marvella's last name i don't even think we got to that say your last name for everybody it's castaneda okay marvella castaneda in spanish is marbella castaneda Oh, wow. So, that is so pretty. Choose choose whichever road you want to take. <laughs> I know. We're, we're going to go Marvella. It's a little bit easier, but it's prettier the way you say it. Um, okay. What are some big goals and dreams that you have for furthering Marvella Chalks? Like, if you had a big goal to work towards, what would it be? I have a bunch of little small goals, a bunch of little big goals, maybe some unrealistic ones. But Ooh, I like to hear the unrealistic <sighs> ones. What, give me one unrealistic one. Let's dream big. Um, well, I guess I want to travel this year outside of Georgia. I did it once. I did it, um, was it last year? No, two years ago. My friend who opened up a distillery in Colorado, she paid me to do some art in her in her distillery that she was about to open. And I did a cool mural there on the whole fermentation process. Um, oh my gosh. And it was so awesome. Like, these people wanted me to fly out to Colorado and do some art for them. Doesn't that blow your mind? Because you're like, I'm in Georgia. Couldn't you have found someone in Colorado that's creative enough? But they chose I'm you. I'm grateful. I am that so grateful. That is so cool. Um, shout out to Fraser Still, Fraser Distillery. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you want to travel. Do you want to travel for work or you just want to travel for pleasure? I want to travel for work. I, I think my super... Okay, maybe it's not unrealistic. Maybe it's doable. But eventually, I want to have all these trips scheduled Mm -hmm. like I have um some art over there in Charleston and then in a couple of weeks I have an art over there in Greenville and Mm -hmm. later I have one in I don't know Louisiana just kind of do that but I don't know I think that's very doable I think what you need to keep doing and you've already said that this worked they at least saw what you did is you tagged that water company Mm -hmm. or the sparkling water company Every time that you do, even if it's like the fact that you do all of these, you know, cocktails, if there's like a bullet bourbon, like tag bullet bourbon in your picture, you know, so they do see you, you need to keep doing that. I remember one conversation you and I had, and I can't remember what Instagram account we were following, but you said it was a Target. And we had a conversation that you were like, oh, that would be my dream to do like graphics for Target. Cause you know, someone, or you followed someone that was doing graphics yes. for Target and I was like, ooh, Marvella, you could totally work for Target. Target, if you're listening, you know, Target. <laughs> but I think it was someone that was doing graphics maybe for note cards or something. Yeah, uh, CM Bringle, I think, is her Instagram. And she's a graphic designer, lettering artist, and she does cards and, like, lettering for Target. So I think the the mat that you have at your door that says goodbye and hello, uh-huh. I think she did that. Oh, it's from Target. Yeah. So I'm sure it is. The, it, it looks really familiar, like oh her work. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny that um, you recognize that. You get to, like, learn people's styles, and you're like, oh, I know what that is. 
Okay, so what would you say is your style of chalk? I mean, do you have like a style, do you think? I like to be bright. Um, so you like color? Yeah, so I, I get a specific set of chalk from Crayola, the 144 count box. For some reason, that box is different than like the 12 count box or like the 6 count box. And when you say Crayola, do you mean crayons? Crayola chalk. Oh, Crayola chalk. Yeah, okay. just basic Crayola chalk. Okay. Um, they're so bright. It says on the box they're not recommended for chalkboards, but they come off of all of my chalkboards. Why would you create a chalk that's not good for chalkboards? Um, I think they want uh, uh, they want people to use them for fine art. Like if you have like a black piece of special paper for like chalking to be framed. Oh, okay. But like they they will probably say that it'll ruin like a porous wall. Like if you painted this wall mm-hmm. with chalk paint and I did art on there, it may stain and you may have like a little ghost. Oh, okay. Um, but I've been able to remove them. Uh, Magic eraser. I realized by a lot of trial and error, mm-hmm. Magic Eraser gets rid of all of my chalk stuff. Really? Um, oh, it gets rid of everything. It's one of my favorite tools as a mom, amazing. too. It's amazing. It kind of is amazing. It can erase anything. It's, ev- it's everything. I-, I clean my car scuffs, my shoe scuffs, <laughs> my purse stains. Shout out to Magic Eraser. Maybe you could come up with a new logo or box for we them. We have so many sponsors on the, this know, podcast. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> um, so what would you say is your favorite medium to work with i mean is it chalk i mean do you do you use i mean do you ever do art that's not chalk drawings do you do like oils or acrylics do you do anything like that or is it always chalk i prefer to stay with chalk okay um i'm i think i'm best at chalk and i'm getting better and better the more challenges i give myself but i also understand that you it's all it's helpful to be um fluent in so many different other mediums um so I practice with a little bit of paint here and there, chalk markers, um, murals. Murals. I was so scared of doing murals. I'm still scared of doing murals. But okay, what is the definition of You keep bringing that up, murals. Like, well, how is that different than, like, a chalkboard for that has lettering on it? Like, what, what, what does a mural entail? Um, listen, I feel like I'm still not a person to be speaking professionally for murals, but murals are just, like, art that you paint onto a giant wall. So, like, okay, I did a mural for Taco Mac last year. This time last year, I was in Taco Mac uh, painting a mural for Terrapin. Okay. And it was 12 feet high by 7 feet wide, I believe. It was huge. But it's murals are just, like, art that go directly onto a wall. Um, oh, so it goes directly onto a wall. Yeah. Not chalk. Well, sometimes... Um, not chalkboard-like paint or anything. Yeah. Okay. Ch- chalkboard is very... Uh, you know, it's it's semi permanent, or it's very it's very temporary as well. Okay, okay. But murals, they're just paints that stay forever. Is that the largest one? That was one of my next questions. Is that one of the largest chalk drawings you've done? Is the one for Taco Mac? Well, that was a paint. That wasn't chalk. Oh, that was oh, that, that was, was not chalk. Okay. What's the largest chalk drawing you've done? Um, I'm gonna give that award to Athens Bagel. They had a huge menu that they had me put on a wall. Hmm. I can't think of another at the moment. There's got to be another one. But that one's definitely my biggest one, and I'm really proud of that one. That one came out really, really good. So let's talk about your biggest one. How long did it take you to complete your biggest chalk drawing? 13 hours. Is that straight? Did you work straight, or do you No, I did it. Come back? I cut it uh, between three days. Okay, so it took three days. Okay. And so when you're working, do you have music going? I mean, I, see, I feel like I see you with headphones on a lot. Like I have my blue headphones on all the time. Okay, and what are you listening to? Um, well, I'm listening to music 
Um, sometimes re- recently, you know, I told you you've got me into podcasts. Podcast. I am so late in this trend. Um, <laughs> hey, better late than never. But I've been listening to um, what's what's their names? Pander Design Co. Um, they have a podcast about painting and just basically becoming an art business by yourself. So I've been listening to them a lot because you know we're working on a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, how do you, how do you spell Pander? P A N D R. P-A-N-D-R, Pander Design Company. Yes. So that's a podcast. They are two girls who are a mural company. Okay. They're a design company, and they have a very successful podcast. They get drunk while they do their podcast. So <laughs> so their questions are very abrasive sometimes. <laughs> sometimes those are really fun, though. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh, I love that. But they're really informative. They keep saying, this is not informative. We're just talking crap mm-hmm. about each other. But it's actually really informative. Oh, I love um, that. It doesn't have to be all stuffy in order to learn things from people, you know? Yeah. Like, some of the best times that you learn things is just, like, normal conversations. They're like idols. They're they total goals. They, they're very good. They're very successful. Two, two girls, just very successful. They're, they do, like, what, 10 murals a month? Oh, really? They're crazy. Just for different businesses. They travel all around. Just people hire them. See, so that could be you. They're legit. That could be totally you. Um, so what? when you go to a chalk drawing, what are you wearing? Are you dressing up or are you dressing um, down? I have a little drawer of clothes that I wear for chalking, and all these clothes have stains. I have sweaters that have paint stains on them. I have a hat that I use mm-hmm. that has, like, paint stains. I, I wear – I get sneezy because chalk – is everywhere so like i have to like wipe my nose and then i get chalk mustaches can you not wear those ma- those little masks the medicine medical masks? i do but sometimes i'm doing it for like seven hours and it just gets hot oh yeah it gets sweaty I mean, oh i bet I- i'm just i'm used to it now i just kind of live in it you're just um, used to inhaling chalk all the time it says it's non-toxic on the labels well yeah that would be that would um, be good that it would be non-toxic but yeah, I don't, I don't, so I got to like go out and see people today and I have a reason to dress up and look nicely. I do not see an inch of chalk on your body right now. Or it's all in face. my nails. I'm still trying to get it out. So I guess you don't do a whole lot of um, manicures because it wouldn't be worth I it. I do do manicures. Oh, you do? Last okay. year, I literally got a manicure every month, um, except I told you December was like a really Crazy. bad month. Mm-hmm. I have not fixed myself since December. I have not fixed these. I get, um... SNS. Oh, okay. Well, it, I've heard that's very durable. I don't have that. My nails look terrible right they, now. They last. Yeah, I've heard it's Through really paint durable. and chalk, they still look amazing. Mm-hmm. You can't tell, but right now you can. That's okay. No one can see your nails right now. Um, <laughs> one thing that I was wondering, when you're doing a chalk drawing and you do a lot of um, lettering, like when you do menus and that sort of thing, how do you keep everything so straight? And have you ever had... I just feel like everything is so... The lines are so clean. Like, Thank how do you. you make everything just look so perfect? It's crazy. Thank you for complimenting my lines. I work so hard on those. Yes, your lines are um, super straight. So I'm wondering, how do you? I have do this that? amazing T ruler. Um, I also like had to look up a bunch of different ways to get straight lines, and it, I had so many methods, but I eventually fell on the T ruler method. Um, it's like about 18 inches wide. Mm-hmm. There's like a little little crossbar at one side. Okay. So you put the small side against the board and you have oh. a straight line and you don't even need to hold the ruler um, because it's it's a straight line. And most chalkboards, they're perfectly built to be like parallel to either side. Okay. So I put the roller on one side and mm-hmm. I have a straight line to draw on and I just start drawing. 
So you don't literally draw a line underneath and then erase it? No, I hate that. Okay, but well, I figured that would take a lot of No, most people effort. do that. Oh, really? Okay. And um, they, they draw lines with chalk, and then they'll, like, draw on those lines with marker, and then mm-hmm. the marker dries, and then you can erase the chalk. Okay. Um, but it's just, if I can skip a step... Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be more productive yeah. if you can skip that step. So you didn't go to school for drawing because no. you were mu- musically inclined. Um, would you say that you did, I mean, besides the lettering, I'm just wanting to know, I know you say you did the chalkboard with the pine, but was there any sort of art or chalk in your life before the pine when you did that one, like cocktail board? Um, or did that literally start off your love of chalk? It started here in Athens for sure. I worked at a restaurant called The Roost in Greenville, mm-hmm. and they had a specialist board, which everyone kind of, like, took turns doing. So I did that, and I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. But I never really, like, did anything with it then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been good at writing, just lettering, drawing letters. Um, I, I mean, since I was in middle school, people mm-hmm. were always having me, hey, can you, like, write this really quick for us? Because you like, have the best handwriting. Okay. <laughs> So you already said that your favorite thing to draw is food and beverages. What's your least favorite thing to draw? Oh, I definitely have a lot of those. What um, would be your top two things that you're like, if someone asks you to draw it, you're like, oh, I'll do it, but I don't, I don't feel like I'm really good at that or I don't like drawing that. Oh, okay. So I don't want like people to like hate me for this, but animals, I'm so bad at drawing animals. Um, I don't think anybody will hate drawing <laughs> animals. What is it about animals that you think is hard? Um, because I love drawing portraits of people. I like experimenting, like like with where the color lies on your cheek, mm-hmm. where what part, what color here in your cheekbones makes your cheekbones look like that mm-hmm. on, in chalk. Mm-hmm. But face proportions for animals are just completely opposite, and I don't I don't ever practice with those enough. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like. I like to draw. I'm not to the level that you are. But if someone asks me to draw a face, like a portrait, I'm like, no way. Because the face proportions, when I'm drawing it on a piece of paper, I can never get it to look realistic. It's the hardest thing. So I'm, I've never tried to really draw animals either. But just face proportions, that just blows me away when it comes to drawing it on paper. Faces are, are just fun. I but get it with chalk. I'm, right. I mean, I get it when I'm working with someone in person. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different bag of tricks. It's so, it's so funny that they're so different. Um, let's see. You know, I think you would be good at drawing faces because you're good at makeup. Because when you put on eyeshadow, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, you would think so. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it just gets really intimidating. And like like you said before about things, if you don't practice it enough, you're not going to be good at it. That's true. And I just, I practice so much on people's faces that I don't go and try to practice drawing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's see. All right, so I know you said you're very happy in what you're doing today. You feel like you're where you need to be. But if you could switch careers for one day, what would you like to do? Just like if you're, if you could do one other career for one day, what do you think would be interesting or fun to do? Well, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be the same thing. But if I went back to school, I would probably have changed my major to um, graphic design and marketing. Mm-hmm. And actually get like an education um, in computer design because computer design is hard for me. Okay. So. So you're practicing that as well. I, I a little bit here and there, but mm-hmm. not to like not for any goal, just so that I can get used to it. 
but I don't know, it'd be cool to be like a graphic designer for a company and mm-hmm. just kind of do all the stuff. And I'm just like so amazed at the work that you produce just by learning a program. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think you'd be very good at being a graphic artist for sure. Someone take me back in time, please. I know. <laughs> hey, there's still time. You're never too old. Switch it up. You're right. You're um, very right. So when you, when it comes to like your favorite tools, like your favorite brands um, for chalk markers, you know, maybe someone's out there and they're like, I mean, if I'm going to try this or I'm going to do it on my own at home, what would you say are your favorite tools to do chalk, I mean, to do chalk drawings with? And it's kind of like if someone were to ask me like, well, what's your favorite makeup brand? I could rattle off like three yeah. and I'd be like, oh, well, you need this makeup brush. You definitely need one of these. Um, what would you say for what you do? What are your, like, favorite must-haves for chalk drawings? Um, I actually came out with a blog post talking about all of those. Oh, you did? I did. It was my first one. I posted it a couple days ago. Um, Okay. So I have this section that I've started on my website Mm -hmm. where I kind of save you time and money and tell you what I went through to end up liking this thing. Okay. Or, like, so I have this one post. It's, like, my top five chalk markers. Okay. Why I like them and why I don't like them. And you can choose which ones you want based on these pros and cons that I list out. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the brands that, well, the five that I list are VersaChalk. Um, they send me a lot of products, so they're really nice people. Um, oh, that's nice. So brands are noticing you and sending yeah, you products. That is they're pretty wonderful. Cool. VersaChalk is kind of the main one that I use. Um, Marvi Chalk, no, Marvi Uchida Bistro Chalk Markers. Mm-hmm. They're pretty standard. Everyone uses those. And I kind of talk about... Which ones are better than others, basically? There's some that erase better, some mm. that don't erase very well, some that are brighter, some that are just more, like, liquidy. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't know that until you buy them, and then you right. end up with all of these brands and some that you don't like and only one that you like. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, just, you know, check this out. Choose the one that you like based on this review. Mm-hmm. Don't waste a lot of money like I did. I have a million markers at home now. That you don't use? I mean, like, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I mean, I have a lot of lipsticks that just never get used. But I keep them around because I'm like, maybe one day, one day I need to put them on somebody or I'll wear them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you also obviously need chalk markers for what you do. Do you use the dry erase? The, do you use the um, Mr. Clean, what are they called? The magic eraser. Is that what you do all your erasing with? Like, say you screw yeah. up. Is that what you use every time? Um, when chalk markers dry, mm-hmm. they almost will never come off like a, uh, well, you need like a plastic chalkboard or like those non-porous surface. You know those boards that feel like like this texture, like mm-hmm. on your desk. It's really soft when you like scratch it with your finger. Uh-huh. There are boards that they make like that. Um, so some of them will come off of those. But if you do a non-porous surface, which restaurants they build chalkboards out of wood and they paint it with chalk paint. Um, oh. But they're but they're in the way of walking traffic. People walk by and like rub against them. So you can't use regular chalk. You have to use markers. So right. When they change it the next week, you have to erase it. It's not going to come off. You need a magic eraser. Okay, gotcha. So, like, you did, there is um, there is a restaurant in town, El Barrio, mm-hmm. that you did that amazing wall on. The, the mural. The mural. Um, what did you, what kind of markers did you use for that? Because it is so vibrant. That is paint, actually. So, oh, that, so that's paint. Okay. So when you go to murals, um, okay. I usually go to Home Depot and buy paint, like home house paint. Oh, so that's done with house paint. That's like all. You paint the outside of your house, house paint. So since that was on an outside back of the wall, I buy um, like bare exterior paint. Oh, oh my gosh. And you, oh, wow, that's amazing. And so I have a lot like, of colors yeah, in that. Yeah, there, I, um, 
I really love pink, orange, purple. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want some kind of like deserty cactus thingy. And I'm like, I love sunsets. I'm going to draw a sunset. Yeah, describe that mural for people that have never been to this restaurant, what what it looks like. Because it is really amazing. Um, it's for El Barrio, which they're doing like events now. So it's not open at the moment. Mm-hmm. But um, so it's a big wall with a sunset going from pink to purple to red. And then there's like the silhouette of a landscape, which is like black. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's like cactuses coming out of it. And then in the very front, you see a bunch of florals, like Mexican um, folk flowers. Such as? Um, It's it's a specific style, which you see in a bunch of Mexican art. Um, they're, They're like these super vibrant flowers with like three different tones. There's like a dark pink, a light pink, and like a white. Just kind of alternating, and uh-huh. that was a lot of fun. I bet it's fun. All right, for, so for something like that, do you stencil it with, like, a pencil? I mean, I have no idea. Do you stencil the drawing first and then paint it, or do you just literally start painting? I For that one, I started painting. It was... Um, so you literally start painting on a black wall, well, we a did, blank wall. We design it. We I have the design on my iPad, which is where I design everything, and okay. I'm like, Scott, this is what I have for you, and he's like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And so I look at that, and I'm like, okay... The way I designed it was supposed to be random, mm-hmm. not like super set, so that um, I could just kind of go go at it. Like I knew that there was three flowers here, mm-hmm. and I didn't need to measure anything. Nothing needed to be scaled. I just drew the flowers. See, that's kind of amazing. Like the whole measuring and making things to proportion on a huge wall, that seems very daunting. It is. That's what makes murals really scary for me. I'm still scared of murals. They're hard. But, but yours that you got to really do them. Good. Yeah, you can't like you're not going to get better until you do them. You got to have bad murals before you can make good murals. <laughs> right, exactly. What is the pace? What is um? So we're about to wrap up because I know we've been talking a long time. I could talk forever to you about art. Um, what would you say is the piece of artwork you've done that you are most proud of to date? Is there one particular chalk drawing or mural? you've done that you would say that's the one I'm most proud of at the moment I have like three top three but um uh, are they big or little they're kind of random like the one at five and ten I'm really really proud of the cocktail menu yeah Mm -hmm. those drinks um I've really gotten a lot better at drawing those realistic cocktails and making them look 3d Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of that one um, I know I keep bringing this one up, but the Athens bagel board was so huge, so I'm proud of that. That because that one was a lot of that one was scaling. I drew it in a small form and I scaled it out, and it had to be exactly measured, mm-hmm. like correctly, and everything. Is that on your Instagram? Yes. Okay. All right, I'll have to go back through and find that one. Um, I've seen the five and ten one. What's your third favorite? Do you think? Uh, probably my now in the tanks are at Terrapin. So I put these big logos this labels onto the big wall when you walk in mm-hmm. um and i drew probably the best version of the muhu that i've ever drawn because i've drawn it i i go back muhu? what is a muhu muhu it's the chocolate milk style there's like a cow no there's a terrapin on the cover wearing a cow suit like okay. a cow onesie mm-hmm. and he's holding like a beer or something and there's like a farm behind him okay but so i have to so we go every month these beers come out again mm-hmm. like whatever comes out this january came out last year so i go back and redo last year's but i okay. get better every time and mm-hmm. it's cool 
seeing how much better I get. And this is one thing uh, that Marvell is talking about is it's your it's a hashtag that you have now in the tanks. Now in right? the tanks. So if you follow if you type in now in the tanks on Instagram, it will pull up all of these chalk drawings that she's talking about, yeah. um, which is really really neat. And your time lapses. Those are, are pretty cool. Those are the most fun. Those are like soothing to watch. That's like one of my favorite things. Thank you. Um, okay. So in wrapping up, we're going to do something that I do with all of the women that I interview, and it's called This or That. I don't know if you remember this from um, my previous podcast, but basically I'm going to give you two selections of things. It'll just be random subjects or themes, and you have to immediately say which one you prefer. No, no thinking really okay. hard about it. You just, whatever comes to mind that you like better in this or that, you say it, okay? Okay. Okay, ready? All right, first one. Country music or rap music? Rap music. Chalkboards or canvas? Chalkboards. Beer or wine? Wine. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. All glam or jeans and a t-shirt? All glam. I really do like dressing up. I just don't get opportunities to. <laughs> Dogs or Cats. Cats. Night owl or morning person? Night owl. Eyeliner or lipstick? Eyeliner. Versa chalk or chalk ink? Ooh. See, I did read your blog post. Versa chalk. Okay. Manicures or pedicures? Manicures. Okay, good job. Okay, so um, I asked Marvella to bring her top three favorite beauty items. They could be skincare, they could be makeup, because I am interested. And like we said at the very beginning of this podcast, one of the first things that my husband noticed about her was her eyeliner. So you obviously do like makeup. Gotta have a good wing eyeliner. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with the wings. I'm okay. also obsessed with eyebrows. Because even though I don't dress up to go anywhere, you need your eyebrows done. Because that, that makes you look like you have, you, you have your life together. Even yes, if it's eyebrows just eyebrows. Make you feel like your, yeah, your eyebrows um, are life. <laughs> but since I don't get to wear makeup when I'm out working, I do have to do other things to protect my face from all the chalk and paint. Mm-hmm. Um, moisturizing. That's what I do the most. So all of my makeup is Burt's Bees. I'm actually out today. Oh, all so, of your makeup is Burt's Bees. Okay, interesting. Because um, they're non-comedogenic, and they're really good to my skin. Um, okay. So I moisturize with... Well, I wash my face every morning and every day. Okay. When I wake up or when I go to sleep. And your skin is so pretty. Thank you. So pretty. Thank you. Um, it's a lot of just washing. You can't ever sleep with your makeup. Um, so I... Moisturizing is important. Mm -hmm. Whenever I do want to put makeup on, this is the the liquid makeup that Burt's Bees has. Okay. So so she's got right here the Day Lotion by Burt's Bees. It's intense hydration with clary sage for dry skin. And then, so you're... um, I'm wearing that right now, actually. The Day Lotion or the foundation? Both. I forgot. The foundation. Yeah, I did put them on. So the foundation she has on is Goodness Glows liquid makeup. That's cute. Goodness Glows. So is it kind of thin? I mean, it's not super heavy because your skin looks like skin. It doesn't it's look like dewy. makeup. Yeah, dewy. Your skin looks very dewy. Okay, I've got to ask you, how old are you? I'm 28. I'll be 29 in April. I'm so excited because when I turn 30, I'm going to have my double quinceanera. Oh, what is that? Uh, oh, is that? Oh, that's like the big celebration. Yeah. Like when you turn 13 or it's something? Like, it's this Mexican party. When you turn 15, the girl gets this huge... 15, okay. Huge party, huge dress, huge cake. Uh-huh. So they do that when you turn 32? No, as well. no, no, but I want I it. want a remake. <laughs> oh, did you have one when you were fifteen? I did. Okay. I don't ever want to show anyone the photos, and for those people that have seen them, they know why. Um, <laughs> why? But when you I, just tell the people that haven't seen it, <sighs> why would you be upset about your? 
I mean, it was it was rough. It was so rough. Quintinera? Quinceanera? Quinceanera. Quinceanera. Okay. But say it together. Quinceanera. Quinceanera. Yeah. Okay. But I'm going to remake it, and it'll be like a modern twist on the whole traditional quinceanera. Oh, how fun. I'll do your makeup for it. How about oh, thank that? you. <laughs> <laughs> when you turn 30, that is so fun. What color did you wear? What color was your dress? Oh, my God. It was like a weird pink. Everything was pink. <laughs> my cake was like three layers, three layers of like, I don't know. It was, it was, it was tacky. I'm really sorry. I'm grateful that my family threw me a party, but I wasn't interested in it. And I know they wanted to throw one. I was mm-hmm. like, fine. I'll just wear the pink dress. <laughs> I, I wanted curly hair, and the person who did my hair put my hair in, like, little, like, bars that bend. And oh, when, I remember those. Yes. That when, they, yeah. And they, they rolled them up. When she took them out, I literally had, like, my hair was long. But when she took them out, my each curl was, like, three inches. It was curled so tight, and I looked like I had noodles behind my head. And they stopped, and so then it was straight on top, but then you just had, oh, I had curls like, at the bottom. I had a pile of pasta in my head and noodles hanging from the bottom. Oh, they're, 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 those things were the worst. Oh, my God. My mom did those to my hair, so I know exactly what you're talking about. It was rough. <laughs> okay, what's your third beauty oh. product? Um, I'm going to say this brow brush. I'm I'm kind of like you, where you, you kind of buy drugstore makeup. Oh, yeah. I love drugstore makeup. This is like a Maybelline Brow Precise Volumizer Fiber. So oh. you like put like what we normally do, like the pencil to like mm-hmm. fill it in. To shape it. Uh-huh. And then this volumizer like. Do you have it in right now? Yeah. It like highlights the little hairs and it just like makes them look it longer. Looks so good. So do you have a pencil in your brows and mm-hmm. then you fill it in with this? Mm-hmm. It's like That's mascara really for eyebrows. Okay. But so it's this- so light and the, the tip is flat. So it like doesn't grab all of them. So this is the Maybelline Brow Precise mm-hmm. Fiber Volumizer. And it just makes them longer. It makes it look like I have eyebrows because I don't have eyebrows. And for someone who's so obsessed with eyebrows, I just, I... <laughs> That's me. So it literally has little bitty fibers. I cannot believe I've never seen this. I'm actually wearing today... Hold on, let me get this. This isn't the color. But I'm wearing Maybelline Tattoo Studio Brow Gel. So it doesn't have fibers in it like yours does. And... You probably use the applicator that comes with. I hate this applicator. I don't even know why they think that this would work because I can't draw a shape on with it. But this, it's called Tattoo Studio Brow Gel because it does not budge. Like my Mm. eyebrows, I could jump in a swimming pool and swim for five hours. Really? And this wouldn't go anywhere. So the Tattoo Studio, I have to use like an angled brow. Let me see your eyebrows. And I have to move my fangs. I like them. So it makes, um, I mean, your brows will not go anywhere when you wear this stuff. So I, I'm a big fan of Maybelline. But I have to check out the fiber volumizer. That's really neat that it has, like, actual fibers in it. Because uh-huh. I love, like, a fiber mascara yeah. that adds, you know, adds length to your mm-hmm. lashes. Okay, that's so interesting. I hope I, like, did it right. I'm not that great at makeup, but, like. No, your brows I, look really good, and they look very realistic. And I'm, and I'm loving your skin. So this Burt's Bees, goodness glows. I use, like, their their powder, like, their blush, their contouring. They have a lot of stuff that I really stay I, behind. I love Burt's There's Burt's something Bees. that you put on your Instagram that I use also. It's a bronzer. I think it's um Wet and Wild. Or Is it a bronzer or a highlighter? No, a highlighter. It's a, oh, so that's it's a highlighter. That's wet and wild. Uh-huh. The instant, the mega glow. Yeah. I use that. I saw you post it and I went and got, and I love it. It's, it's so what good. I'm wearing right now. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so, it's inexpensive, but yet it is like mm-hmm. one of the best highlighters. Like, I mean, I have expensive ones, like Fenty and all that, and yeah. it rivals them. And it's what? It was like $4, I think. Yeah. I love the wet and wild mega glow is what yeah. it's called. Okay. So I um, also have a pretty powerful 
product of the day that I do at the end of um, each episode as well, where I kind of mention a product that I have been loving lately. And I'm going to talk about this little gal right here. This is the Isle of Paradise self-tanning drops for the face and the body. Now, I just use these self-tanning drops for the face. So I don't have a pretty skin complexion like you. Mine is very just kind of like dull and kind of yellow and right now very fair. But hopefully I look like I have a nice glow because I put it on for you yesterday. So what the Isle of Paradise is. It looks great. It is um, vegan-friendly, cruelty-free, and organic And it's literally self-tanning drops that come in like a medicine dropper and you can add them to your moisturizer. So you don't have to use like a, you know, a self-tanner for the face that smells funny. I, these have a slight scent, but honestly it goes away once you mix in it with your moisturizer. So I will just add a couple drops of this. Oh, you put it in the the bottle? Not straight on? Well, no, like you would take your moisturizer, you would squirt it out of your Mm -hmm. bird's bees. You'd put that on your hand or actually you put it right here. You put it in the palm of your hand. Then you would take however many drops of it you want. Rub it all together and then put on your moisturizer as usual. And hmm. you can put it down your neck, on your chest. I don't use it on my body just because I have a body one that I really like. But this is the best one for the face because I can adjust it. So this is the color medium because I just like to like be done with it and be tan really quickly. Um, but you can get it in light or dark. And I just, this is the second bottle I've bought. I bought it off of Sephora. And I just love these things because you can adjust like how tan you want to be. Whereas if you buy like one color of a self-tanner, mm-hmm. have you ever used a self-tanner? No. You don't need to because your skin's so pretty. I'm sorry. Um, I'm very tan. <laughs> you are very tan. But for those with the, that don't have a natural tan, um, if you buy like a, a big bottle of self-tanner, it's mm-hmm. one color and that's the only color you get. But with these self-tanning drops from Isle of Paradise, you can just, you know, like if I'm really tan in the summer, but I really want a little bit more, I'll just do like one drop. Or if it's the winter and I'm super pale and I need some more color, I'll do like two or three drops. But I'm in love with this stuff. Second bottle I bought. So this would be um, my pretty powerful product of the day because it is winter and I have lost all of my summer glow. So this kind of puts that back into my body. And I just, I mean, I can use it with any moisturizer. So, and I switch up my moisturizers every day. I don't use yeah. the same one every day. I mean, I will use one at night, one in the morning. Switch it up, some with sunscreen, some without. And the great thing is that these little drops can work with any of my moisturizers. So that is why I love it. So now before you go, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you, social media, you know, where are you, what are you on? Tell everybody what the name of your website is, how they can find you. Um, and if they want to go look at all of your beautiful drawings, where do they go to? Um, it's marvellachalks.com. So marvellachalks.com. That's where you can kind of see everything that I've done. There's also a section um, for, it says contact, where you can like request or commission some artwork. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my Instagram is at marvellachalks. My Facebook is marvellachalks. Um, so that's very easy to find you. So it's Marvella Chalks yeah. pretty much everywhere. So I recently on- synced everything so that I'm not like listing five different names. That's great. All right. So you're on Facebook and Instagram. You have a website. Anything else that you're on? Um, or is it just those two? I think it's those just three? those. Okay. Yeah. I would suggest you need to start a Pinterest page for sure. Because if you, if you look at Pinterest all the time to get inspiration from other mm-hmm. artists, they would do the same thing for you. You know, and they would find you. I love Pinterest. And I've I've talked about this on one of my other podcasts. I've heard that it's a very big driver for traffic back to your website. Mm -hmm. That's true. For people to find you through keywords. So you need to start a Pinterest board. I'm going to make sure that you do that. And you just upload all of your pictures. Make sure you put Athens Georgia Chalk Artist or Georgia Chalk Artist. Whatever, you know, you kind of want to put on there so people can find you. Um, Okay. Well, that is great. Well, thank you so much for taking Um, so much time with me. Thank you for having me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. How much time passed? Um... About an hour and 15 minutes. 
<laughs> I know. I told you. I was going to get all into it. Like, it's... It's a lot, but um, I really appreciate you taking the time to come out here. Hopefully well, I'm not going to make you late to your next gig. No, I'm just going to go home and start doing some work now. I'm just going to get comfortable. Okay. Um, so that was, yeah, do you usually do everything at home, or do you, I mean, I guess you have to it goes back and forth. Site. It goes back and forth, but today okay. I'll be at home. I have a cute little art room at home. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. What does it look like? It's just a cute little desk. One side has all of my chalkboards. The other side has, like, painting stuff. It's uh-huh. just, it, it's not nothing special. <laughs> but it's, it's your room. But it's where I do all of my art stuff. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Well, that's so nice that you can kind of work from home. I mean, there's just nothing better than being able to bring your work into your house. Yeah. And just being comfortable. So that's so awesome. Okay, good. So that's it for my talk with Marvella today. Thank you for coming to my home studio for this. That was so fun. Thank you for having me. <laughs> when we talked for quite a long time, I could have talked to you for so much longer. But y'all be sure Same. to follow Marvella all over the place. She has her website, like she said, MarvellaChalks.com. And then it's Marvella Chalks on Facebook and Instagram as mm-hmm. well. Maybe she'll start a YouTube video sometime. You should put some time-lapse videos on YouTube. I do have time-lapse videos on YouTube. Do you? Okay, yeah. well, what's your YouTube channel? Um, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But I, we'll up- find it. I upload them on YouTube so I can link them to my website. So I have a section on my website called time-lapses. Right. And they're all there. Oh, good. Okay. We will find a way to link up her YouTube channel. We're going to find it after this, and I'll link it. But thank you so much for coming in today. That was super duper fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening, y'all, to this episode with Marvella, and I hope you enjoyed listening to her creative path just as much as I did. Y'all be sure to go check her out over on Instagram at Marvella Chalks to see all the beautiful images she creates over there. Oh, and her time-lapse videos are amazing. Now let me know your favorite part of this episode over on my own Instagram account, at Jenny Sue Makeup. And if you enjoyed this episode and found any value in it, please leave me a review on iTunes. It just takes a couple seconds and would mean the world to me and my little podcast. Okay, y'all, I'll see you on the next episode.